Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wharton FinTech Podcast. My name is Antonio Munoz, and today we are thrilled to have Bastian de Goy join us. Bastian started his career working in the consulting and private equity industries. Then he moved to AXA, where he has been working for the last six years. At AXA, Bastian has transitioned from a strategy management role to his current position as director for the new ventures team. Bastian received his bachelor's degree in economics from the Utrecht University and the University of Cambridge, and his management master in science from the London School of Economics. Besides, he's doctor of philosophy from the University of Cambridge. As you can see, Bastian is curious by nature, economist by education, an explorer and change maker at heart. Bastian, welcome and thank you for your time. Uh, thank you so much, Antonio. That's, uh, that's a very uh, uh, great introduction. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm here happy to, uh, to answer any questions uh, you may have about the exciting topic of uh, Intratech. Thank you. So could you, could you start telling, uh, telling us a bit more uh, about your team? We know that you guys are doing uh, not just investments, but, but amazing partnerships. Could you tell us uh, a bit more about your team and, and what you guys do? Absolutely. Um, so the AXA Lab uh, was set up um, about three and a half years ago now uh, as an outpost in the uh, Silicon Valley. Um, and since then, we have uh, opened similar outposts in uh, Shanghai and, and in uh, Europe. And the uh, idea really uh, of these outposts is to give access um, to um, innovation networks to the different um, methods that, uh, that AXA has. So to your point, we, uh, we have a great partnerships capability, um, uh, ranging from uh, small uh, proof of concepts to managing uh, global uh, partnerships. Uh, but beyond that, we have an investment capability as well, both through uh, venture capital and of our uh, balance sheet. Uh, and we have uh, our own uh, building capabilities as well. And the magic really happens when we can combine these three. And the AXA labs, um, uh, including the one here in Silicon Valley, really sit in the middle of all of that. So we can provide access to um, companies, uh, startups as well as major tech partners um, to these different uh, vehicles that we have. Um, and some examples of that, um, we have a fantastic partnership um, with a uh, intratech company called Trove. Um, uh, in this case, uh, we uh, provide uh, underwriting capital and distribution capabilities um, in, uh, in the United Kingdom. And this was a partnership that was indeed sourced um, here uh, in Silicon Valley and subsequently brought out to, to the UK. Um, and likewise, larger tech uh, partners are include Facebook, and LinkedIn. And in the case of Facebook, for instance, uh, we uh, we partner with them um, as one of the few, uh, if not the only, insurance company today uh, that leverages the uh, Facebook Messenger capability to um, uh, handle uh, the client interaction process um, when it comes to insurance products. Sounds exciting, and and we'll talk more for sure about Trove, which is which is a great example. Uh, father in, in, in the interview. But be before we, we do that, uh, Bastian, economies and philosopher, uh, why you decided to join the, the insurance industry? 
I, I love uh, how you call me a philosopher. It's it's not exactly what I what I study, but it is definitely how I like to uh, to think about myself uh, at heart. I guess um, it's 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 uh, it's it's been a, quite a journey. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and you will hear this from many people in the insurance industry. I I never really thought. Uh, of myself working in insurance. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I started off my career um, in uh, the financial district in the city in London, um, taking a pretty familiar path, uh, going from um, initially strategy consultancy, subsequently into private equity, um, and kind of rolled into insurance by accident. But what I found uh, when I when I actually joined AXA was was pretty amazing. I mean, I think I was lucky that I joined um, a, a large and forward-looking uh, insurance company at a time of uh, of significant change in the insurance industry, uh, whereby uh, the demand of uh, the rightful demand to of our customers to for more service, more help. Uh, from from insurance companies, as well as a profound change in technology when it comes to data analytics, um, was really an exciting time for me to join. And as an economist, um, I mean, insurance sits in the background of almost any economic transaction you can think of. Uh, and at a time when the economic fiber of our society is undergoing a profound change, um, the uh, due to uh, the, Technology and the uh, changes in the in the way we interact, um, the the impact and the influence of insurance uh, on those uh, changes is is a phenomenal thing to be part of. Um, so, I think it's not so much the question as why did I join the insurance industry, as rather why did I stay and why do I see myself continuing being in there. And um, I can tell you that at this stage, um, looking at the developments in the industry. Um, different tech, how different technology companies are uh, approaching and appreciating uh, insurance uh, more and more. Um, that are some um, exciting times to come. I couldn't agree more. Exciting times. And you mentioned AXA. When when people hear about AXA, everybody thinks about France and 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 how beautiful the country is. But what not many people know is that AXA is among the three. Uh, top insurers in the world, according to Forbes and, and many more rankings. Do you think it is also a leader uh, when it comes to innovation, uh, digitalization, etc.? Um, I, I love that question because um, you're quite right uh, that uh, one of the things that we um, had to do when we started off here uh, with the AXA Lab uh, was to uh, increase the uh, brand recognition of AXA as a global player. Uh, which we really are, to your point. I mean, uh, in market cap, in uh, GWP, um, um, in, in terms of geographical reach, um, AXA is, uh, depending on which metrics you use, uh, uh, the second or even first um, insurance company in the world, um, which is, which is you know, like in, in, in a testament to the incredible um, uh, in, uh, and, uh, entrepreneurialism of the company uh, because it reached this uh, this stage, this ranking um, by starting in the early 80s. So and by all means, a pretty young company actually uh, to uh, to grow to to such a uh, global um, level. So uh, I mean, that, I think that is a, already a nice illustration that uh, you know being entrepreneurial is still in the fiber of the organization. We are not 
a very old organization by any means. Um, and we have also always been a very innovative organization, um, introducing uh, um, uh, direct-to-consumer uh, products uh, in, the, in the UK, for instance, when it comes to uh, commercial lines, um, was a, a novelty at the time. Nowadays, we're one of the largest players uh, when it comes to uh, D2C uh, commercial lines. Um, uh, likewise, uh, when it uh, comes much more recently, uh, it's being one of the first insurers to uh, truly leverage um, blockchain uh, when it uh, when, when writing uh, new products, in this case, a, a travel insurance uh, product. Um, a, a leader, I would absolutely say that uh, AXA um, is in the, you know, likewise as we are as a player in the top three uh, globally. Um, I think if I'm completely honest, I, uh, there are definitely some, some competing players that I respect a lot um, and that we, uh, you know, have a, a very, um, uh, I would say an honest and good uh, fight with every day. Um, uh, you know, in that list uh, for sure, uh, we have to uh, to mention uh, Ping An, uh, a large uh, Chinese uh, insurer which is uh, making uh, significant headways uh, in, in technology. Um, and uh, there are some other uh, lesser known players, smaller uh, players like uh, American Family, for instance, here in the US, uh, which is uh, making some phenomenal investments as well. In, um, uh, in, in across the intratech space. They have a, a great team out there. And then uh, a related industry, um, uh, the reinsurance industry, um, we cannot forget uh, to mention Munich Re. Um, so I think that um, that these players, um, they, they all uh, have a really uh, good um, uh, investment um, build uh, and um, technological capabilities. Um, and I think that AXA absolutely belongs in, in that list. I mean, you mentioned that before, right? Like exciting times. Uh, and, and we see more and more uh, incumbents partnering at different levels with, with the startups. can be just providing capacity or just investing. What do you think are the main challenges for insurance carriers? Um, I think that the, as an insurance carrier, um, we, we have always had the, the same kind of challenges um, and they, they simply uh, have come more to the foreground um, uh, in, in recent years. And I think one of the main challenges when a foreign insurer, uh, especially today, is, the, um, the, is, is, is basically reaching the customer. Um, a traditional carrier uh, works with a distribution network um, of, of brokers and agents uh, that it um, that, that it, you know it doesn't fully control, um, and that has worked and is still working in many geographies uh, really really well. Um, but at the same time, uh, we see a trend across the globe uh, whereby the customer experience uh, value chain is increasingly. Uh, controlled uh, fully, um, a, a full stack approach uh, to to use a, a you know like a, a some tech vernacular. Um, a, a good, great examples of that are Apple. 
Um, Apple uh, uh, controls both the uh, the hardware as well as the services and uh, and everything around it, even the insurance uh, that you that you get uh, on it. Um, and uh, that that kind of control um, uh, is why uh, Apple is able to deliver such a great experience. Um, and it is that it's that challenge that uh, that that insurance companies have as well, because customers are and rightfully so demanding more of us. So to um, and it is necessary as well for a carrier because if we um, as a as a you know insurance carrier industry um, retrench or stay within our current role as capital providers um, we are we are at very very strong risk to essentially becoming a a pipe if you will a pipeline um, similar to a utilities company so if we uh, want to avoid uh, this kind of like competition to the lowest common denominator, I want to be more for our customers. We have to um, uh, do more partner with uh, with the right companies to deliver um, the customer experiences that our customers want, um, and to um, find uh, new avenues where we uh, can uh, make competitive advantage. And that's really um, uh, the challenge um, uh, for an insurance carrier, which is even stronger today. Insurance, insurance technology is, is definitely something not not new, and and at least in the in the U.S. we have seen uh, uh, the activity uh, becoming uh, uh, more and more active during the last two to three years. Where do you think uh, the largest opportunities are for the upcoming years? Um, that's that's a really good question. I think that you can um, see a a little bit of um, um, how shall I put this. Um, an upgoing trend, if you will. Um, so um, the most insurtech companies, when they started off about three years ago, they addressed the most obvious element um, of the insurance value chain, which was the, the direct um, customer experience. So what you saw was that a lot of insurtech companies, they basically took on a, a sort of a, a, a novel broker role um, to uh, make the, the actual uh, purchasing uh, experience and in some cases the claims experience uh, to make that better, um, to, to, to improve on that via um, sometimes really simple things like, uh, like being online in the first place or, or uh, uh, giving the ability to, to purchase insurance via mobile application, which uh, three years ago was still a way to, um, to, to set yourself apart as an intratech company. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think positively that the um, that the in industry has caught up on that. Um, they uh, you have some pretty good experiences uh, when you uh, look at uh, Progressive, for instance, who has a, a great mobile experience. Um, so the the competition uh, has moved on, and uh, but insurtech companies, uh, startups, they are uh, moving uh, probably even faster. I think. So the, the opportunities that I see uh, playing out over the coming uh, few years are uh, very much in the, in the platform um, and kind of like embedded insurance space, where I think that uh, the industry still has a, um, a disadvantage is um, the ability to rapidly and quickly and dynamically integrate with uh, with large tech companies delivering global experiences online that include insurance what do i mean by that 
Um, I, earlier, I uh, mentioned this kind of like full stack approach. Um, and when you, um, when you look at uh, uh, driving a Tesla, for instance, today, uh, it's much more than just buying a car and driving it around. Um, driving a Tesla is, um, is uh, consuming the overall experience of, of having a Tesla, which is, in this case includes uh, the, uh, the fuel, um, uh, it includes the servicing, it includes the, uh, the overall management of it, it includes the over-the-air updates of, uh, of the car, etc. And insurance and the um, kind of like car services that are associated with that, they form part of that. And it is therefore no surprise that um, Tesla um, uh, collaborated and partnered with AXA to uh, deliver these kind of experiences. Um, another example is uh, BlaBlaCar in France. Um, so BlaBlaCar, um, a French uh, unicorn um, Right share company that uh, competes on the longer distances, um, uh, for example, between Paris and Lyon. Um, they uh, were looking for a partner that could deliver the you know services uh, and insurance and security uh, and confidence and trust that uh, their uh, customers required in order to uh, consume blah, blah, car services. Um, and uh, AXA uh, was able to deliver that. So it complements the blah, blah, car proposition by uh, putting our brand out there saying, hey, if you uh, drive blah, blah, car, um, you can rely on uh, France's uh, most at largest uh, insurer. We'll make sure that you get your luggage if you uh, accidentally leave it uh, in your car. We'll make sure that you reach your destination because you know, you're insured against that. We'll get you a replacement car should it break down. Um, we'll make sure that you're compensated if, you're, if you get hurt in case uh, your driver uh, gets into a crash. All of these uh, things, um, they complement the, um, the, the overall experience um, of, a, of a consumer. And, and I think that the ability uh, for, for startups to provide platforms, APIs, um, easy to consume digital products, uh, global coverage, um, and, and a great company in this context is a startup uh, called Cover Genius. They are uh, based in, uh, in Sydney, Australia, um, uh, which is doing this in the travel industry. Um, th those are really, really good um, opportunities to, to grow as, a, as an insure tech company, platform technology. So moving on to partnering strategies, uh, Something that 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 we see uh, out there, uh, and and one of the first questions that that entrepreneurs in this space ask themselves at the very beginning is whether they should become a licensed producer, uh, in other words, a, a broker, uh, an MGA, or or fight to become a carrier. Uh, what is your opinion about the different paths, and and, and in particular between becoming a, a broker and a, and an MGA? I think that it's, uh, those are this is a pretty important choice uh, to make because uh, the path all the way to a carrier is, uh, is, is, is a long one. Uh, and I think it really, really depends on where do you want to make a difference as an entrepreneur? What is your 
um, uh, you know, what is your unique selling point that you uh, that you want to give to your customers? Um, is it um, a fantastic uh, customer experience, and uh, is your uh, unique uh, advantage in uh, the customer data that you that you collect? Um, and creating a great uh, insight in that, maybe a broker position is more than sufficient for you. Um, is, is it uh, that you uh, collect uh, interesting customer data that allows you to have a better insight in the, the risk profile of these customers um, and you need to create products that are easier to consume, so it's a product um, that, that where you make your advantage, then you probably should be looking at an MGA. Um, if you um, uh, want to control the uh, the full experience, and um, that includes the uh, the claims experience, um, then you might be uh, might be forced to to become a carrier as well. Um, and and interestingly, you see uh, the more um, kind of like the slightly older insurtech startups. Uh, and a, a great example is uh, is Metro Mile. Um, which basically uh, went through that uh, that entire entire journey. Um, so um, uh, they actually um, last year uh, acquired a small carrier called uh, Mosaic uh, in order to uh, get that last piece of the puzzle to control uh, also the the claims experience. And um, I think that an overall trend that is I think that is actually part of an overall trend. Uh, it is positively easiest to. Uh, enter as a as a broker. Um, the, just the licensing and the regulatory work is 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 a lot lighter. Uh, and you know, being an MGA can be risky uh, because it's uh, it's not an uh, not an easy uh, it's not easy to do this uh, to do this well. But what you uh, what you see happening is that uh, intratech uh, companies and another example is uh, Hippo Insurance, a uh, an advanced uh, home insurance uh, intratech company. Um, they increasingly try to to control the full uh, the full stack experience. Um, uh, in this case, uh, uh, as an MGA, um, and um, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if many uh, eventually uh, become a, a full blown carrier. Metro Mile, what a great what a great example, um, Bastian. Uh, we know that you guys receive uh, or meet many entrepreneurs and, and, and you don't partner with, with all of them. What, what makes you uh, invest uh, or partner uh, with, with, with entrepreneurs and, and, you know, and, and, and get into new, new companies? I think that when it comes to, especially when it comes to partnerships and, um, and, 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 and positively uh, as well when it comes to investments, um, we want to be a value add to the partnership or as an investor. Um, so we want to be able to do something more for the company that we that we partner with so that together we can do something more for our customer. So uh, when it comes to, uh, to companies, one of the uh, major decision uh, that we, uh, uh, that, that when it comes to partnerships is uh, can we actually um, uh, co-create and distribute products together. Um, I'll be honest with you, we, we've had uh, discussions uh, with Metromal um, in the past, uh, two years ago even, when they were still pretty uh, pretty young. Um, and But the reality is, is that we don't do auto insurance in, um, in the US. Um, so 
what was there a an, an opportunity for us to do something for Metro Mile? Um, the answer was was not really. I mean, uh, if they if it wasn't their strategic um, outlook to expand into Europe, um, then uh, then you know we could have done that. This is something that we have uh, done with uh, with Trove that we talked about earlier, and other companies like Fly R, uh, another interesting um, uh, company in the uh, uh, travel space. Um, th then that that would be possible, but in you know the case of Metromile, it was not. And wh when it comes to investment, it is it is it's a similar thing. Um, so our um, uh, VC fund uh, called Access Strategic Ventures, uh, two hundred seventy five million dollar fund. Um, they they make investments uh, like any other VC on basis of financial return, um, but beyond that, uh, the advantage is really uh, can the um, the, the, the portfolio company, uh, if, if it were to become part of our, the ASV portfolio, benefit from uh, the AXA um, uh, ecosystem, uh, either through distribution or knowledge on, on underwriting, or data analytics. Uh, uh, we, have a, we have a great um, uh, data innovation lab uh, with uh, some 85 data scientists, uh, some of the best in the world. Uh, can, can our portfolio, can the portfolio company benefit from that ecosystem? And if the answer is no, then you should really question whether you know, we, we should invest. Are we a good investor, a partner to, to these companies? Um, so that, that is one of the most important uh, aspects of evaluating um, a, a potential partnership or, or investment. And moving on to, to product, uh, Bastian, uh, home, renters, claims, analytics, drones, etc., etc. Uh, what areas uh, or categories are, are doing better out, out there? Uh, wow, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a big question. I think that uh, what you um, uh, what you see is. Uh, is, is you know you have trends and some uh, end up being uh, fads. Uh, others they 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 kind of like come out to be real, but uh, but maybe smaller than originally thought. Um, and 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 another day you know they become much bigger than than you would ever think, or they have the potential to do so. Um, and and you know I have plenty of examples of each one of them. I mean um, just a um, uh, about three years ago. Um, the um, the world was uh, the intertech world, if you will, uh, was completely set on fire. On everyone was fired up about peer-to-peer uh, -peer insurance. Um, you know, in, in in similar fashion, uh, kind of like trying to um, um, step into the footsteps of you know um, the uh, lending club on the on the on the lending side. Um, and it has simply turned out that this is. Just phenomenally difficult, and the uh, and there are a few players that that do well, um, but they haven't really reached the scale that that we were hoping for. And you know that that I would basically call that um, I wouldn't call it completely a fad, but it is definitely a much much smaller opportunity than than, than we originally thought. Um, and um, some other examples uh, when it comes to to drones are are very interesting as well. 
Um, so drones um, were, uh, of course, the, the potential for for drones to um, to basically uh, survey sites and and, and um, be quicker when it comes to claims adjustment and, and all of these things. Um, they are huge, and in fact, they, we, we are using them today in uh, in France and some other countries. We actively use uh, drones. Um, uh, to, to, to for these purposes for for surveying after kind of like catastrophes and, and, and you know it makes it safer and easier for for our surveys to do so uh, the question is 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 does that mean that we also should partner or invest into a drone company and um, and the answer to that actually um, pretty early on was for us that that you know, Probably not. Um, the uh, because the competition uh, between drone companies was very very intense, uh, and at the end of the day, we are we are not a technology company. We don't um, or not a technology kind of like manufacturing uh, company, a hardware business. Um, so um, it didn't really make much sense for us. So instead, what we did um, was to invest in Verifly and uh, through the uh, Access Strategic Ventures Fund. So Verifly is a company that insures the drone because that's where we saw a, a really an opportunity. People crash them, um, they, there is liability sitting around them. Um, so there is a real opportunity to be a differentiator as an insurance company, which, you know, relating to the uh, point that I made earlier. Um, so that was an investment that made sense for us, um, and um, you know where we where we could see some some real opportunity as well. Now, in terms of the the, the aspects that are doing really really well, um, I think um, where where you see some real results that are making an active difference in people's lives um, are in the in the health insurance space. Um, so in the in the health insurance space, um, you see some really exciting uh, partnerships and technologies being developed, um, where um, uh, ranging from diagnostics to to ways to um, uh, uh, creating better pathways um, for for people to manage their their health. Um, and uh, I think there, um, um, we as a, as a company as well uh, see a see a, a a very 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 big opportunity uh, to make a difference in in people's lives. And what products uh, or, or categories uh, out of these or others uh, do you think that will succeed uh, at at scaling uh, globally, or will have at least an easier path when it comes to to going from from one country uh, to another or region to another of the world? I think that uh, uh, companies that do the uh, that do insurance platforms, um, uh, we invested in one uh, called One, um, uh, which is a, a, a good one. Uh, we, um, we, of course, have partnered with, with Trove, uh, which um, in its own uh, kind of like uh, technology journey is uh, also uh, creating a, a, a platform um, and you see some phenomenally successful companies in uh, in Asia, like uh, Tsongan, for instance, which essentially is also an insurance platform. Um, so I, I think that um, these kind of insurance platforms that uh, deliver uh, easy to consume um, uh, uh, digital uh, products uh, that can be uh, easily transacted online, I, I see um, a a, a a great global opportunity in that space. 
Um, likewise, um, I see a great opportunity in health. Um, so uh, health is another um, um, uh, example of a, uh, of a of a global problem. Um, where where insurance can make a, a real difference in in people's lives, um, so replicability there uh, again is a is a is a pretty pretty big one, and a bit um, um, maybe slightly uh, farther down the line, I see some um, some great um, uh, opportunity as well in in uh, in basically helping uh, people with their wealth management, um, you know, insurance. Uh, and um, uh, pensions, uh, as well as um, uh, participating in the in the global uh, transition uh, towards uh, autonomous car. But uh, I, I think that especially the last one is maybe slightly farther out. Um, but I, I see a an interesting role for a, a innovative insurer there as well. Some some quick questions, Bastian, about about go to market strategies. Uh, in an idea of a startup world, uh, the sooner you can start testing your product, uh, the better, right? Uh, however, in the insurance space, we know that this is more complicated. You, you need licenses in place. When you have the licenses, you need money. Uh, sometimes you need, like, the paper. So it's, it's, it's just stressful, right? And then to have, like, real tests out there is, is challenging. Uh, what advice would you give to future entrepreneurs to figure out uh, whether a product will be successful or not? And 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 what 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 examples do you have in, in, in come to your mind based on, on your experience that did did pretty well at, at envisioning a a great success in a in a certain area? That's that's um, uh, an abs that's an awesome question. And uh, the um, the insurance industry is hard when it comes uh, when it comes down to that, and and for good reason. Uh, insurance uh, is a is a fundamental uh, aspect of uh, of economic transactions, and if you um, start playing with that in a in a um, you know in, a, in an unreasonable manner, then that can lead to uh, some 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 really serious consequences um so we have to be careful there at the same time um uh, you are completely right um that um uh, that trying trialing and getting customer data back quickly iterating more efficiently and quickly is is really really important to the overall innovation process likewise in insurance so what is the the, the golden midway there um, I, I mean, there are various examples of companies that that I think uh, are doing this well, um, and uh, are showing uh, every day that it is absolutely possible. Um, so we've we've mentioned um, uh, two instances uh, already during this conversation: uh, Hippo Insurance uh, on the home insurance side, and uh, you have Trove as well, which was mentioned a couple of times. Um, and and both these uh, these uh, these companies they uh, they they do this. Very, very, very well, I would say, um, and um, and, and Metroma, which was mentioned as well. Um, so I think that the the, the overall um, uh, approach to uh, to the insurance industry as a future entrepreneur is is still largely the same as you would do it in any other industry. That is, define a real customer problem that exists today, and then the, you know define the right solution for it. Um, and 
use the right kind of like design process to um, go with something small first, adding direct value, uh, and then try to kind of like get data points back from that and iterate continuously. The, the difficulty with the insurance industry is that that journey might simply be uh, slightly longer than in other industries. And which means that you need to be more patient and you have, uh, and that uh, should inform your, um, your thinking as well about um, what kind of investors you want to have on your cap table. Um, because um, you are not going to uh, deliver um, um, kind of like a 500% uh, growth uh, in, you know, like in, in the next, in the next few months or, or year. And that's, that's just, uh, that's not how the insurance industry works, but the price at the, uh, at the end of the line is, um, is, is a very, very big one. I mean, the insurance industry is a, is an incredibly large uh, market uh, with, a, with a huge opportunity. So, uh, as we kind of like uh, started um, saying uh, before, I mean, it's easier to becoming a broker than being in a managing general agent. It's easier to be an MGA than being a carrier. Um, so if you uh, want to uh, solve a, a real problem, um, sometimes it's, it's easier to kind of like dip a toe in the water, uh, being a broker first that gives you access to customers and data. So if that's really what you're after, you should be able to, uh, to get some, some idea of what customers want pretty quickly by being a broker. Um, Subsequently, you can evolve into an MGA, and with the data that you have accumulated, you you know you can start uh, creating your own products um, as an MGA. Um, uh, and uh, if you are doing that really well, and you feel that you are getting in control of uh, of the, the overall um, um, kind of like claims um, a profile that uh, that uh, that exists in this uh, particular market segment that you've identified, um, you can uh, start looking at ways to uh, to get the capital together to become a carrier. Um, so. I think it is similar to any other industry. Do it step by step and iterate. Just be aware that the journey might be a bit longer, and don't don't uh, uh, take shortcuts when it comes to regulation. Um, it's the, the repercussions of that in uh, the financial services industry are significantly harsher than they are in some other industries. Finally, Bastian Axa. Uh, AXA can be a great place uh, not only for people interested in, in the traditional insurance space, uh, but also in venture capital and, and the startup world. Could you could you explain current MBA students, and, and not only MBA students, but also entrepreneurs and, and people, and professionals interested in the space, why AXA can be a great place to be? Uh, certainly. Um, so, I mean, I think that what you have in AXA is, um, is two or three um, things that I consider incredibly important. Uh, um, you know, if, if I take an investor's uh, point of view, for instance. So if I, uh, for just for a second, would, would step out of, um, of, of my role as a, within AXA and try to be as impartial and third party as possible, uh, what I look for in a company is um, what is the management and the culture like? Super important. And uh, honestly, what I can say is that uh, AXA has a great corporate culture, um, very, very supportive um, and a collective of people which is highly intelligent and nice. Um, and um, they support each other to, to come to 
to uh, to new solutions, um, which is um, uh, for our customers, and that 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 is a, a great environment uh, to to be in because. As a, a partner or as an investor or as a future employee, uh, you want to uh, be able to have an impact and get to uh, get support um, that you need um, to uh, to make that uh, make that happen. And that uh, uh, reflects uh, equally uh, well on our on our global management. Um, so we have a, um, uh, I would say, a comparatively a, a very young uh, global CEO, Thomas Burrell. Um, um, somebody with uh, the right appreciation for the role of technology and uh, the desire to be to be something more for for our customers and uh, when it comes to that you know like uh, you always have to to lead uh, from the top um so that that's where the example comes from um so that is um, so that's number one culture and, and management uh, very important aspects beyond that what i always uh, look at is the um of course the financials um, so how robust and strong is the company and is it able to to finance uh, the growth that it uh, that, that it uh, you know is aiming for and axa is still uh, today one of the the, the most uh, well capitalized uh, companies in the world with a capital ratio well above uh, uh, regulatory uh, minimums um, uh, with a, uh, a phenomenal uh, reach uh, across the globe um, and um, you know present in like I wouldn't be able to say actually. I think it's sixty-seven countries now, um, which is uh, you know it's it's it, it's a real global player with a very 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 strong uh, balance sheet. Um, beyond that, uh, I think that it is um, uh, proof is always in the pudding, uh, as they say. So um, okay, so those are uh, having a great culture and management as well as a as a good financial foundation is a great start. Um, but are, is the company able to, uh, to uh, transform that into real results? And when I uh, look at the, uh, our, our more recent partnerships with uh, Alibaba, when I look at um, uh, partnerships with Facebook, LinkedIn, um, when I see what we're doing with uh, BlaBlaCar, um, and um, you know, this is something that you won't see from the outside. Um, but you know, when I see inside what we are doing, um, when it comes to developing uh, the technologies that will be required for tomorrow, um, I'm I'm just get really really excited. And um, I think that's uh, the combination of that, the ability to make things happen, to have impact as a as an insurer on in this world, uh, enabled and 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 fueled by uh, by great people and great financials. Um, I think that's uh, that's the reason why you should be joining AXA. Bastian, on behalf of the Wharton community and and the insurance community that follows us, uh, thank you. A big thank you. Not just, not only just for taking the time to be here uh, with us today, but also for for making the effort uh, that you guys, as, as many other teams, uh, and you mentioned uh, some of them today, that you are doing uh, nowadays to uh, to make uh, things uh, easier and 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 a bit better. Thank you very much, uh, and and you know that uh, Wharton uh, is is your home. <laughs> Thank you so much, Antonio. It was a great pleasure uh, to be uh, here at uh, at the podcast, and I'm um, very much looking forward to um, to seeing um, Wharton MBA students uh, as part of uh, of the AXA team. Thank you again.